Welcome to the Equipers Church Budapest podcast. We hope today's message will encourage and inspire you. For more information, check equiperschurch.org. And this time is very significant for us as a church. Just really our first conference. You know, looking back two or three years, we've been actually meeting in our living room when we came here. And just, just really when you look around and you see those amazing people around you, this is a miracle. This is something that God is doing. And I love what Pastor Miro says, often it's just my dad often says that we are not only hoping for a move of God, we get to experience the move of God. Do you agree with it? Come on, how good is that? But we don't only hope, we don't only dream about God to move. We're actually in the, we are experiencing the move of God. It's so powerful. Come on. It's just, come on. We live, I, we really believe that we live in the times when what used to take 10 years, God is now able to do in one. You know, just really to grow a church, 100 people usually takes around pretty much 10 years. But God has been able to do it with us here in one year. It's just really amazing and what we see God doing. And I just really feel that there is one uh, prophetic word that God wants to speak to us right now. It's actually, I think we'll have it on the screen. It's from Isaiah 43, of 18 to 19. Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. Awesome. So just really says, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm, about, what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. Let's everybody say something new. <laughs> see, I have already begun. Do not know, do not see it. I'll make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And I just really, this is something what we build that God wants to speak to us right now. And, you know, just really, God is doing something. He's the way maker. He always creates a way. And this, what God's do, we often can't see with our natural eyes. We actually need the Holy Spirit to reveal it to us. And just really, if we can, just really, let's, just what I want to do before we start, let's maybe just stand up. Let's just stand up for a minute. And we're just going to ask, we're going to pray together. Just really asking the Holy Spirit to re- reveal what He's about to do to us in the next season. Maybe why don't you just lift up your hands. Just say, Holy Spirit, help me to see what you see. Please clean me from my sin and forgive me so you can use me. Please and show me what you want to do because I want to be part of that. In the name of Jesus. And everybody says together, let's go. One big amen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's go. Why don't you grab a seat? Thank you so much. So good, so good. Awesome. Wow, this is so exciting. Just really come on next weekend, our first conference. Uh, I hope that by now most of you are registered. And if not, hey, make sure you're going to do it this week. It's going to be really a significant weekend for us. Um, but yeah, uh, so ne- next weekend is going to be pretty wild. Like Devin said, there's going to be Friday. The team night is going to be Saturday. There's going to be conference. And there's going to be Sunday, Super Sunday. And for some of the team, even Monday, we are going to Slovakia and we continue. But it's just going to be really wild, wild, exp- wild experience and weekend. So hey, if you want to be part of that, I'm sure that you're going to be like uh, on spiritual bodybuilders after the weekend. Just gonna, it's going to be amazing. But I just wanna, we just want to make sure that you, you feel and you know that you are invited. Come on, just every single thing we do. Come on, you are invited. You know, there is a whole lot of 
group of people who actually make sure who serve, you know, to make this church happen. And then if you maybe lead your e-group, um, you are invited. If you are part of e-group, hey, you are invited. Maybe you serve on the team. That's amazing. You are invited. Uh, maybe you are just a couple of months coming with us. Uh, you are getting just really engaged with the church. Hey, come on, you are invited. Maybe you are here for the first time tonight. And you just wonder, like, what is Equippers? What is this all about? Come on, you are welcome. All of you guys are invited, and we would love to see you. It's going to be a really amazing time. And, you know, when it comes to the, to the reason why we do the conference, you know, we, it's, it's not because oh, we're going to do a conference for the sake of having conference. It's about, like, man, we come together to seek the will of God, like what God wants to do in the next season. Because these questions are very important. And our goal is to actually bring people together into a prophetic encounter space. And, you know, just we believe there's going to be equipping that's going to take place. People will get empowered. As well, there's going to be like a celebration. Uh, it often feels like you have family coming together. There's going to be connection. And we often say that significant ministry flows out of significant relationship. And just one of the things that we, we love is just really this feels like pretty much like a family coming together. And, but what I really want you to understand is we know that God is calling us to go big. And one day we, he will call us to fill pretty big rooms. Um, but right now, what, what I want you to understand, when you come with us into the next weekend, you need to understand what you will see is actually work in process. Everything what we see around us is actually work in process. I was listening this week to a, a, from a podcast from Sam Monk and, uh, about they, they were talking about the Shout conference they do in Auckland. There is an Equipers church that does this um, conference in New Zealand. And they actually ran the biggest arena that's there and they do a conference for thousands of people. It's really amazing. But they were talking and they actually started as 150 people in a smaller room. And it's just really amazing that it's okay to start small, but it's not okay to stay small. And I just really, our vision is actually to impact and expand. And, but last week, we actually heard one of the scary um, post-COVID statistics. We've been talking in the team together. And, you know, so in the statistics, they, they measure about the church attendees and stuff like that. And they said that before COVID, if you would come uh, two times a month to the church, it would make you actually a regular church attendee. You understand, right? But after the COVID, this is very scary. It actually, if you come to church only once a month, it already makes you a regular church attendee. That's the one of the impacts that the COVID had. And this is very scary, right? How many of you know that we actually will not change the world coming to church once a month? <laughs> You know, that's 12 times a year. Come on, we actually, I really believe that we need to do this weekly. If we want to grow, if we want to see God doing something amazing with us and to use us, we need to, I remember when we got married with Kika, we actually uh, decided, we talked and we came to agreement that we will not even negotiate about not coming to church every Sunday because that's how we grow. That's what we want to do, right? And we need to be a part of an environment that is bigger than us. Amen? Yeah. 
So just really come on, like Devin said, there God is God is on a mission and He wants to partner with you. God has a mission for you. But we are not gonna change the world by coming to church once a month. No, we actually gotta be intentional. So just really want to invite, hey, you need to come to church on Sunday. Not only that, come on, you need to be part of an e-group. Not as well, come on, conference. This is very important, those things. And not only that, but hey, if you follow Jesus, you actually need to pray and read the Bible daily. That's very important if we want are about to do this long term. And as well, one of the things that the enemy does when it comes to the work of the enemy, he is simply trying to distract us because there are so many things going and happening around. And one of the most successful weapons the enemy has is just really to distract us. But I just really want to encourage you guys, come on, stay focused when about what is God doing? What is his purpose? Just really stay focused on God because there will be always a bunch of stuff. But God is doing and moving right now and we want to be part of that. Amen? Amen. Awesome. And as well, there is, a, there is a, we often talk about that there is an individual responsibility and there is as well a collective responsibility. And what we often say that we are responsible mainly for ourselves but then when we get spiritually mature, we actually recognize that there is, a, there is a wider area of responsibility that's collective. And in 2 Chronicles, there's going to be verse coming on the screen. Uh, screen. 2 Chronicles 7 talks about, uh, Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. You know that God is not talking about one person changing. God is talking about there is a wider transformation happening. There is a wider responsibility. But there is something when we come together to see God. There is often a greater manifestation of His power and His presence. And when we get spiritual mature, we actually recognize that and we come to it. And as well, one of the things we often say is just really the, um, we talk about the heartbeats pretty often. The heartbeats are part of our values, part of our culture. We're going to show a couple of them. And the heartbeats is just really who we are in equipers. And we often talk about honor, excel, advance, and reach out. And those are our values as in a church. And we live out of these values. And one of the values we actually have is together which often talks about that I am formed for the family of God. And just really the idea that we, we need to come together, we need to, because we are formed for one each other. And as well in Psalm 133 says that when God's people come together in unity, God commands a blessing, right? And you know, I love what the old, in the Old Testament, what the, uh, what the Bible says, it puts the word together twice next to each other. It says that together, together. I don't know what it not, if you notice that, but it means actually translated from Hebrew, it actually means together in unity. So there's something, yeah, something happens when we come together on Sunday, but there is a different dynamic in the spiritual realm when we share the same mind, when, this, when we share the same heart, and we, when we share the same dream, God's going to bless that. God comes and, and we often say that uh, the church is simply a bunch of friends, just really challenging one another to go higher in God. And just we really love that, you know, come on, in this place, dreams is going to be ignited, visions being received. I just really remember when in, in the summer 2016, I, I was 17 years old, and it was a very special summer for me. 
uh, I started to feel God a lot in that summer. And before that, I was quite a rebel. I was quite like just anything wrong you can imagine. I was doing all the stupid stuff. The teenage years hit me hard. But I, I just really remember when I was 17, I just really felt God, started to feeling God. And I just come to, I, just, I realized that, man, if this is real, I can't just sit with the hands in my pocket. I got to do something with it. And I remember being on a wedding and I just uh, came to my father. I took him aside and I told him like, hey, um, I, I want to I be a disciple. I want to be a disciple. I want to learn from you. I, I'm hungry after God. And it was very emotional. And, <laughs> and it was, there was, a, there was a, quite a shift in my life when I came to like, man, I don't want to just believe in God. I actually want to follow him. And we believe that this is something what we need to have. And just, just really later the same summer, we actually got a chance to travel to New Zealand with my father and brother. And it was supposed to be my mom who was supposed to go, but she actually decided to give up their, uh, her tickets in order so me and my brother can go. And of course, uh, we went there for a conference. We do Equipers Conference, the Shout Conference, just really a massive conference. And, but of course, New Zealand was amazing, was beautiful. But man, when we came to the conference, I never seen something like that. Just thousands of people, young people, Praising and worshiping God. And later that time, I actually had an encounter with Jesus. And my life was never the same from that moment. I decided to give him my life. And I, I just really received really receive a dream that, man, if they can have it in New Zealand, we can have it here as well. We can see it as well. And I love the fact that right now we are just starting our very first own conference, our very first own festival, where we are just creating more space for God so he can move. And you know, God does amazing things in the place like this. You know, when we come together to seek his face, he encounters people. The dreams are being downloaded. New dreams, the old dreams ignited. There is a baptism of the Holy Spirit. There is a deliverance. God is setting people free. There is healing that takes place. There's just really a bigger manifestation of his power. But I just really wanted to, today I just really want to talk, talk about just really the idea of how we can get ready for this festival. When we, I think we have now just really, this, will, this is going to be our first festival, our very own first festival. But how, what we can do with it, how we can approach it so it will have impact in our lives. And, um, you know, there is a whole lot of people a whole lot of people to make this church happen. And we are incredibly thankful for each one of you just really serving, using your time, using your energy, using your gifts, just really to serve God. But there are actually four areas we want to challenge all of us. Come on, just there, there is always room to grow. Amen? And just really, but there are four, six areas we just really want to challenge you tonight. And the first thing we want to challenge is just really find time for God. This is very important, right? That we actually find time for God. You know, sometimes people, I know, I know we got our own plans. We got our own stuff we want to do. And we often do like, oh, but I already got, got the plans. But if you have, if you have something to do in the, uh, when there is a, something planned, why don't you just, what you need to ask yourself is just like, God, is this your will? Because if that's not God's will, I want to challenge you just really to reevaluate your plans. We, come on, I could show us. We got to find time for, to do God's will. Amen? Yeah. We got to find time to do that. 
And as well, you know, some people say, oh, I love God. But it's actually our, it's actually our resources that reveal a reflection of our values. And what I'm trying to say, when you look at your resources, when you look at your time, when you look at your, your energy, when you look at your money, those are the things that reveal what you value. They reveal your priorities. And so many people will say, oh, I love God. But then you look at their calendar or bank account, and they're like, bro, I don't see anything from God here. <laughs> how, can you, how can you say you love God? So I just really believe that, just really, come on, make God a priority when it comes to your calendar. Make God a priority, come on, when it comes to your money. Come on, the Bible says when you honor God, He will actually honor you. So the first thing we want to challenge you, just really, come on, find time for God. It's very, it's going to be an amazing time. And that's one of the ways we can just really approach the next weekend. Come on. The second thing we want to challenge you, let's all register. <laughs> very simple. You know, uh, hey, but hey, if you're part of Equippers, if you consider this your home, come on, let's all register. This is something what we do for the first time. I know this is all new to us. We've never done anything like this before. And this is uh, something we do for the first time. And no matter what role you play at the conference, even if you serve, come on, let's all register. By the way, Pastor Mira is registered as well. <laughs> but yeah, so because when you register, you are actually investing. What you do, you are investing with your money into the vision that we believe that, we believe that God wants to take us into. Come on, so let's have ownership. You are, good news, you are one of the co-hosts for the conference. Next weekend is going to be amazing. Thank you guys for being one of the co-hosts. It's going to be great. But yeah, we are, we are the spiritual family. We share, we share the same house. We share the, uh, we share the bill. Uh, all of us get to do dishes from time to time. Uh, so it's, it's part of the culture, right? We are one house. We are one, one spiritual family. And I think, uh, but also the same as Devin said before, come on, if money is a struggle, we don't want that to be a bar uh, for you not to come for the conference. So please talk to us. We understand all, all of us sometimes experience financial difficulties. So of course we can make a way for you to be there. But if not, if you don't struggle with money, come on. It's just 20 bucks. It's going to be an amazing weekend. And we believe God's going to do something amazing. The third area we, we want to challenge you. The third area is actually, uh, it's a privilege to serve. Let's carry this mindset. Come on, it's, it's privilege to serve God. When you think about, does anyone know what was the first miracle that Jesus did? Feel free to shout, I don't hear you. Yes, we got some smart people here. Awesome. So Jesus, the first miracle he performed was actually he turned water into the wine. And it was at the wedding. And I want to show you a scripture from John chapter 2, verse 9. Uh, it's going to be, yeah, John chapter 2, verse 9. I think we should have it on the screen. We don't have it? Uh, John 2, verse 9. Awesome. Nah, probably. Uh, okay, so the, the scripture says that the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into vine. He did not realize where it had come from. Though the servants, now listen, though the servants who had drawn the water, they knew they knew it came from Jesus. So when you think about it, it was the volunteers at the wedding who got to experience the miracle. The, the servants knew that Jesus was the one who turned the water into wine. The, the guests, they didn't know. They didn't notice. 
It's a privilege to serve because often when we serve, we see God moving behind, behind the curtains, behind the stage. It's not about like, oh, do I have to serve? No, it's more about, man, you get to serve. It's amazing. It's a privilege. And as well, if you serve, even though, let's all register. And some of us actually will have the privilege to serve and to be part of the team. And as well, come on, it's not like you do us a favor when you serve. It's like, man, this is good for you. Because we are never more like Jesus than when we serve. Amen? I love, I love what it says. Yeah, I love what it says in John uh, chapter 2, verse 5. We're going to have it on the screen. I'm sure it's there. John chapter 2, verse 5. Uh, uh, it's uh, Jesus' mother saying to Jesus. Oh, let's go. Here we go. Uh, so Jesus' mother actually saying to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Come on. When, when, we, are, when we are serving, the serving is about, come on, we're going to do whatever the Jesus tells us to do. That's got to be our attitude. We need to be ready to do that. And I got a, actually a chance to be at a shout conference uh, in New Zealand twice in my life. Once I was just attending, but a second time I was actually serving. And I was equally blessed when we were there. And I actually remember a funny story. I remember when we were down the Bible college and all, the, all of the Bible college students had to be serving on shout. And one of my classmates, he was one of the unlucky guys. He actually got scheduled to be at the parking. And, <laughs> you know, imagine you pay a few hundred bucks for the conference. And then you just really, uh, it's a big, bit, bit more expensive. And then you actually got scheduled to be at the parking. So don't probably see, probably don't see anything what's happening inside. <laughs> but I, I remember when he was, he got, at one point he just got so angry. You know, just really amazing bands, amazing speaker, amazing items. And he was outside. And just really, he, he was so angry that he wanted to leave. It's like, ah, oh, this is not for me. I'm just getting out of from here. But then the Holy Spirit actually talked to him and told him like, hey, this is not about you. This is about me. Just really stayed. This, and then that's how he understood what's serving. And serving is when we are ready just to lay, lay down our preference and say, God, whatever you want me to do. Just really, I'm here to serve. But let's not forget, hey, it's a privilege to serve, okay? So number four, the number four, what we want to challenge you is to bring a friend. It's very simple, just really to bring a friend. Come on, this weekend is going to be significant. It's going to be amazing. And just really think of someone you can invite. Come on, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, God's going to move. But let, let's not only think of ourselves. Let's maybe pray during the week, like, God, who should, who should I invite? Who do you want me to invite? And I believe the Holy Spirit will speak to you and reveal you a person that you can bring. And just really see it as an opportunity. Maybe think of someone who is close to you, but is far away from God. You know, the least we can do is to invite them to church. And the fifth thing I want to ch we want to challenge you is just really to take time to pray. Pray over the next weekend. There's, there's going to be some amazing stuff happening, but like, why don't we just really come before God and pray? Just really one of the things we experience often is just really uh, before the conference that often the enemy is trying to destroy stuff. Uh, a lot of people are getting sick. Um, the cars are crashing and all of that stuff. And just really, just, why don't we just really pray uh, over the protection for the team, praying over the protection for the, for the guests. We are having guests. Why don't we just pray for safe flights and all of that? 
And the last thing we want to challenge you, just really um, for the next weekend, just really come with an expectation. Just really coming to the, with an expectation. When you look at the Israelites in the Old Testament, uh, as you know, the ancient Israelites, they actually used, they were told to keep three times a year these three festivals. The first one is called uh, a festival of unleavened bread, which was one week long. The second one is called the Feast of Pentecost, which was a weekend. And the third was the Feast of Tabernacles, which was as well seven days. And during the times what was happening was actually that there was celebration. There was public reading of the Bible. There was teaching. There was praise and worship. There was confession of sins. And what I love that all families, why don't we say together, all families... As part of the nation of Israel, were required to keep these three annual feasts. So now, now, now listen. So that they would be strengthened in their love for God, ready and able to serve Him, and not only that, but also walk with Him all year long. Come on, what these festivals are doing, that it gives us strength for the whole year. You know, when we come together to see God, just really to see God, when you come into a prophetic environment for encounter, God does something amazing. I love what it says in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 16. I'm going to read from verse 14 to 16. Uh, it says that, be joyful at your festival. It's a good start. You, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, and the Levites, the foreigners, the fatherless, and the widows who live in your towns, for the seven days, celebrate the festival. We go on. Uh, it says, to the Lord your God and the place the Lord will choose. For the Lord your God will bless you in all the harvest and in all the work of your hands. And your joy will be complete. Come on, three times a year, all your men must appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose, at the festival of the leavened bread, the festival of weeks, and the festival of tabernacles. No one should appear before the Lord empty-handed. And just really, come on, we, we understand that this is the Old Testament which Jesus has fulfilled. But just I want, want you to picture this. You know, every single year, three times, just really people, families, living their day-to-day -day life and coming all together to one place to give God thanks, to seek Him, to seek His will. Like, God, what do you want to do? To get equipped, to get empowered. Part of that, part of that ex experience was that on the way to Jerusalem, when all the families used to go up the mountain, they actually used to sing a songs. It's, it's called the Songs of Ascent. And as they were traveling, it's, it's from Psalms 120 to 34. And just really, what I love that these songs, as they were on the, on the way to the conference, to the, to the festival, this journey actually created an expectation. So imagine like every time when you come together, you're on the way just reminding yourself these psalms. We're going to read a couple of them. We don't, have, we don't have time to go through all of that. But there are a couple of those when I was reading them and just really got um, highlighted some things. But just really, it's, it's very important that we come ready. We come prepared with our heart and with expectations. 
there is something when you, when you encounter God and you are expecting Him to move. Because there is a faith in the room. And where there is a faith in the room, God, the Spirit of God is welcome and we can work more easily. So just really, there are a couple of uh, those verses. So here are some of the things that the Israelites used to remind, okay, on the way to the festival. The first thing is, let, let's read the Psalm 130, verse 6. Awesome. This is a great one. I long for the Lord. More than a century is long for the dawn. Yes, more than a century is long for the dawn. Just really, what, what a great thing to remind to ourselves. Come on, just, God, I'm hungry for you. Jesus, I'm, I long for your presence. Come on, let, let's be hungry for God. Let's remind ourselves, no, I got to stay hungry. Another thing, uh, Psalm 100, 127, 1 to 2. Uh, Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with centuries will do no good. Come on, we need God. What a good thing to remind to ourselves. God, we need you. God, I need you. It continues, it goes. It's useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late night. Some of us need to hear this right now. Anxiously working for food to eat. Now listen, for God gives rest to his beloved ones. Just really, what a great reminder. Wow, just really amazing scripture. Some of us just really, we work too much. Come on, don't be too hard on yourself. There is time. God actually gives rest to his loved ones. Another, another great, amazing psalm was 133, verse 1. It, it talks that how good and pleasant it is when the God's people live together in unity. Come on, wow, what, what a great reminder when we go to approach next weekend. What I love on our church is that it often feels like family. You know, we live here in Budapest for three years and we never felt lonely. God gave us some amazing friends that we could share our life with. Another verse is from Psalm 135, verse 3. <clears throat> it says that, Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Celebrate His lovely name with music. Come on, hey, this week, get ready. Next weekend is going to be some amazing celebration. We're going to praise God gonna be a lot of music because the God is good and he, is, he deserves that yeah as well Psalm 122 verse 4 all the tribes of Israel the Lord's people make the pilgrimage here they come to give thanks that's right come on let's just really express our gratitude to God what a great mama I actually gonna set a, set aside a time energy and money to come together, to meet together, to give thanks to God. And as well, Psalm 129, verse 1 to 2. From my earliest youth with my enemies have persecuted me. Let all Israel repeat this. From my earliest youth, my enemies have persecuted me, but they have never defeated me. Come on, even the, if the enemy is attacking, he'll not win. He'll not defeat us. What a great thing to remind to ourselves. This week as well, Psalm 124, 1 to 3. What if the Lord had not been on our side? Just think about it. Let all Israel repeat. What if the Lord had not been on our side when the people attacked us? 
they would have swallowed us alive in their burning anger. What a great reminder for the next season. Come on, we need God. He brings the victory, not us. It's Him who brings the victory. Let's come together. As well, Psalm 132, um, this is the last one. I'm going to finish with this one. Come on. I will not go home. I will not let myself rest. I will not let my eyes sleep, nor close my eyelids in slumber, until I find a place to build a house for the Lord, a sanctuary for the Mighty One of Israel. Just really thinking of your life. Thinking of your life. Come on, let's not rest until we make a space for God in our lives. How can we sleep if God has no room in our lives? How can God do anything in our lives if we don't give any room for Him? Let's make it. Why don't we stand all of us at the end? Just, just going to pray as well. Come on, this week we challenge you. Find some time for God. Let's all register. Come on, it's a privilege to serve. Come on, let's bring a friend for the conference. Come on, let's, let's pray for the next weekend. Let's not only come, but let's come with expectation for God to move. Tonight there is a pre-conference Sunday. And for us as a spiritual family, come on, let's come together to lift up the name of Jesus. Let's make him a priority in our life. Why don't we just lift up our hands and just really cry out to God. God, we ask you to move. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you have done. Thank you, Jesus, that we don't only dream about to see you moving. We actually get to experience you move. That we are living in the middle of revival. Thank you, Father. We pray for this season. It's going to be the season where we will see you moving and changing stuff, Jesus. We are asking you to transform us. We want to give you more space. We are here for you, Jesus. And we pray for the next weekend. Let, help us to come with expectations and with faith, Jesus. Come on. Even, with, even help my unbelief, Jesus. Challenge us. Help us to grow in faith. Just really praying for us that you will make a way for us to come together. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I pray for the whole church, Jesus. Just, Father, just really help us to...